He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with David Fry. And it's that time of year. Uh, the National Dog Show is upon us. And it airs on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, he's he's become like the Dick Clark of Thanksgiving for me, right? I mean, uh, you know it's Thanksgiving when you see David there at the National Dog Show, and it's uh, uh, you, you're talking about the best best of its kind. And who better to talk to than David? David, how are you? Thank him. Great. It's always great this time of year to be involved in, around all the dogs and the, the great dog show, and and uh, we love every minute of it. Uh, has it changed over the years because of the technology? And when, when I say that, uh, are we are we seeing different type of contestants? Do they have advantages uh, because of the technology, or is it basically the same uh, type of uh, of methodology that that we saw twenty years ago? No, I think the education process maybe for the judges has been has been enhanced by things uh, of that nature from the American Kennel Club. But for the most part, we're still talking about dogs and dogs have been around for thousands of years. They've been in our family rooms. They've been, you know, in our yards, in our farms. Um, so that's pretty much the same. Our dogs that you see on television at the dog show are just the same as your dogs at home. They, they uh, shed on our black clothes. They sleep on our couches and maybe even drink out of a toilet once in a while, just like <laughs> your dog does at home. So I want to, you know, we're real dogs and real people. What about the, the, the people that are, are showing the dogs, the owners of these dogs? Um, uh, is it like a reunion? Uh, each year, are there new faces for you? Or are there some new faces, but mostly old faces? Uh, is it a reunion-type attitude? Well, to a certain extent, because people come from a long way to get to this dog show, and they, it may not necessarily have happened without being the national dog show on television on NBC. But, uh, you know, a lot of these people go to dog shows almost every weekend, so it's a great social event. It's our circle. My circle of friends uh, is largely influenced by dog show, by dog people and dog show people. And uh, so it is a bit, you know, it's good to see you. It's good to hang out with you. We have a bench dog show. So uh, on the day of the show, the dogs have to be there. You've got to be there from like 10 in the morning, I think, until 5 o'clock in the afternoon. And you have to be set up in a certain area. So I know if I'm coming to see a beagle, I can walk down the beagle line in the in on the benching area and see beagles and see beagle people and talk to beagle people and find out about the breed. So um, to to that extent, yeah, we're hanging out with our friends, uh, people we've seen uh, we see often, maybe not all the time. Uh, David, what what's the population? Uh, how how many dogs are we talking about being here? We have almost 2,000 dogs entered this year, and, and the great thing about that is that we have 194 different breeds and varieties, which is as big a number as you could hope for. Um, 212 is the max, but we nobody gets to that number at the dog show. So um, you get to see dogs and breeds walking down the street that you wouldn't get to see uh, uh, after your dog park. You get to see them all at the dog show. So that's great fun for the family. And uh, we're happy to share them with everybody. 
Uh, are you ever surprised? Is there is there anything that comes uh, comes your way where you're like, wow, I just I, I just never thought this would happen, and and it's either an approach <laughs> or a presentation, uh, uh, you know, a, uh, a you know, I don't know, a, a behavior of a dog. Are you ever surprised? Well, sometimes you're surprised. You say, geez, why did that dog do that? And then you think for a minute, you say, you know, that's probably what my dog would have done in that same situation, whether it's jump up in your arms or, or bark at the dog standing in the line behind you or ahead of you or something. So uh, there's really no surprises in that sense because, um, because we've all been there with our dogs. Um, it's, it's, a, it's, it's pretty much the same routine in terms of the competition, in terms of running in the ring with your dog and doing things. So, um, no, not really any surprises. What's a surprise to me is that sometimes I get to see a great show dog that I haven't been able to see all year because I'm on the West Coast and, and I get to some East Coast dog shows, but maybe those that breed wasn't entered there. I'm seeing some of these new breeds for the first time up close and personal, and we've got three of them this year. So, what, what so, are the uh, three? What are the three new breeds? Three new breeds. We call them new breeds, and they're not really new. Some of them have been around for hundreds and even thousands of years, but uh, but they just now have been recognized by the American Kennel Club for competition because there's enough of them in this country. There's enough of a geographic distribution, and and we finally uh, say, come on along. So this year, the the three freshmen, as it were, are the Bracco Italiano, which uh, is the Italian pointer. It's a it's a bird dog. It's a, in the sporting group. It's it's a little bigger. It has a little more substance than most of the of the pointing dogs, and uh, is a great athletic, stately looking dog. He looks like the dog you see in all the paintings on the estates of of the wealthy no, noble nobility yeah. um, on the on the continent. So so we got that. We got uh, in the herding group. We have the Moody, M U D I, uh, a little Hungarian uh, farm dog herding dog. Um, they're, they're, most of them you, you will find will be in Hungary, and uh, a, a lot of them in Finland were just getting some numbers here in this country that made them eligible for the dog show. But they're cute little athletic, uh, fun dogs that come in a whole bunch of different colors. And then we have the Russian toy, which, you know, right about now, those people in Russia need a little PR. So hopefully this great little dog will give that to them. Small dog, about four or five pounds, maybe, and uh, the, a little taller, longer legs, lean, um, great little athletes. They're, they're rocket ships in the agility ring. And so those are our three new breeds. That's in the toy group, of course, um, and the Moody's in the herding group. So three new breeds brings it to 212 total breeds and varieties uh, that could be in our show. We've got 194 of them, which is huge. Uh, David, uh, congratulations on all the success of of the dog show. Uh, just uh, there's nothing like it, and we'll be watching you on Thanksgiving on NBC. Do you have a website, a social media site where we could follow along with what you and John are doing? Why, well, uh, yes, we do. Nationaldogshow.com, NDS, also NDS dot nationaldogshow.com. Either one of those will get you in there. We also are doing a little thing. Purina is doing a deal this year hosting their first uh, dog show sweepstakes. It's kind of a bingo-like game. You can do it online, or you can print it out and do it on your sofa. Um, go to dogshowsweepstakes.com and get a get a card and join along with us. Uh, mark off the phrases as you hear them during the 
during the dog show. I could give you a couple of them right now, but are things that people hear me say every every year at the dog show. So, um, so yeah, come on along, play along with us, have fun. Uh, it's at noon in all time zones on NBC, and uh, it, it's great family fun. Do that while you're waiting for that turkey to come out. Uh, David, thanks for being here. Thank you, Frank. Thanks for having me. The National Dog Show is upon us. Thanksgiving, David Fry has been our very special guest. He hosts it um, each and every year. John O'Hurley, and you know him as Jay Peterman on on uh, Seinfeld, and you know we'll be talking to him as well. For all I know, you're listening to him right after this one, uh, doing them back to back. But um, yeah, uh, David and John, and uh, they've you know they listen. They have a they have a cast of of hundreds working with them. But the, those are the faces of the franchise. And, uh, you know, he said there's 2,000 dogs. I mean, think about 2,000 dogs. Um, this is coming from a guy, if I remember correctly, one of these years he told me he grew up without a dog. And it wasn't until, uh, I don't know if it was a girlfriend in college, said, hey, let's get a dog, that he, he first got a dog. But he grew up as a child without a dog. And, you know, now he's surrounded by them. And, I, you know, again, I don't, I don't know too many people that are involved in in dog shows, uh, other than him and John, um, I don't know a lot of uh, folks who show their dogs, and I don't know, you know, what the what the care is. Obviously, they're they're tremendously um, groomed and they're and they're fixed to be show dogs, and uh, you know, you would uh, you you would think that you know these are real dog lovers to put this all into their uh, into their uh, their uh, their lives, all into this particular project but then I, I thought it, I was just talking to my son earlier and you know that would be making the same assumption that and, and again I don't know if you make this comparison but you know maybe a little bit that that the parents of the uh, of the beauty contest kids are are, are you know uh, children lovers you know kid lovers and uh, you know I don't know I, you know <laughs> some of them yes some of them no and uh, and again here uh, with David Fry, I mean, I know. Uh, look, I, I, you know, all the. I assume we're going to assume that all of these people love these dogs and and cherish these dogs and treat them like family members and uh, whatever. But um, uh, you know, it's just I, I don't know many of them. I just don't. And I know these guys do a great job. I know it's a uh, it's it's an absolute must if you love dogs like this and you. You know, hey, we got two dogs at home, and they're they're nowhere near uh, ready to go on to any kind of uh, show. That's for sure. You know, they they don't have that kind of discipline. Nor what do we want them to have that kind of discipline. But anyway, you want to see some beautiful dogs? You're going to see them on the National Dog Show, Thanksgiving Day on NBC, and and David Fry and John O'Hurley do a, a wonderful job in presenting them. National Dog Show brings in over 20 million viewers a- annually. And uh, airs directly after the um, uh, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade on on NBC uh, Channel 4 here in New York. Frank McKay signing off. David Fry has been our very special guest. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. This is Frank McKay. This is Breaking It Down with your host, Frank McKay, on 107.1 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with a very very talented guy and I think he really hit his stride in the game he played Bryce Blue 
Westbrook, and uh, boy, he was terrific. He might have hit his stride as an actor before that, but I think that's when the rest of us really saw his chops. A terrific talent. And you're going to be able to see him in Top Gun Maverick. That's the long-awaited sequel to Top Gun. He's playing Payback. And, of course, you see him in Insecure. Uh, and, and that is terrific. This Sunday, a little treat here, and, and I'm saying this because I'm a fan of this guy's work. Uh, he's directed an episode, and I can't wait to see this, uh, an episode of Insecure. It'll be coming out. Uh, if I'm remembering correctly, and he'll forgive me, hopefully, uh, if I'm wrong, but I think he produced a show called Hard Medicine that I like, and I think he's one of the producers on that. A very talented guy who's getting a ton of work. Uh, Jay Ellis is our very special guest. Jay, how are you? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me, Frank. Listen, thrilled to have you. Uh, look, I, I've said this to a couple of people, but if you look at uh, what was going on in your life and your career right before the pandemic, it seemed like you were just on a roll. And again, you put a uh, an incredible resume together for a young guy, and all of a sudden, pandemic comes. And you know, you got to feel a little. And again, I know everybody's worried about the safety and the health of everybody out there, but it's got to be a little frustrating for a guy like you who just seemed to be on the roll of his career, coming right into this thing. You know, man, I, I, I try to look at it uh, on the other side as much as possible. I had a, I had a two-and-a-half year, two-year, two, two 25, 26-month run where uh, I worked every single month. Like, I, I didn't have um, – I hadn't had more than two weeks off in almost in over two years. And so I will say, like, you know, while, while the circumstances of why I'm off right now are not the best, I am grateful for the time just to be home, be with my family, recollect, reconnect with myself, read a book, watch the last dance. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm glad to just have time to uh, to, to kind of uh, uh, just dial back a little bit and, and get back to you know some some normal. Yeah. Well, listen, you've got to be excited because you got work done prior to this and and big work. I mean, Top Gun, of course, is uh, is going to be a big, big deal. And I think you're going to get the attention you deserve. Insecure is giving you a lot of attention. Uh, you directed an episode. Is this the first episode of Insecure you directed? And is this is this the first direction you've done? Yeah, so this is the first episode uh, I, I've directed in television. I've done some web series stuff and some uh, some kind of, uh, you know, skits and stuff like that. But this is the first time I'm behind the camera in TV. And it is a big undertaking, man. And then, uh, you know, I, I, I definitely uh, I definitely hope to, to do some more of it for sure. Look, this is the first time we're speaking, but everything I've ever heard about you or read about you, you seem like a, a, a guy who is introspective and, and you, you put a lot of thought into your craft, a lot of uh, time into into getting it down. When do you feel like you hit your stride as an actor? When did your confidence like really come into full bloom? I'm still trying to find it, man. Don't, <laughs> don't say that. People, um, people trying to make I'm it are going to be crying. That's what you... you know what it is. I think. Um, I think for me, I just never want to stop learning. I think I just I I love learning so and, and growth, and I'm just I'm naturally interested in in people and what people do and jobs and careers and relationships and, and family dynamics, and so I think that I, I kind of always say I feel like I'm a, I'm a student forever and I think in a lot of ways that has helped uh, a lot with my acting because I, I never 
I don't think I have it all. I don't, I don't think I'm the best actor out there. I don't think, uh, you know, I, I don't think I've done everything I want to do yet. So I think that just kind of allows me to put ego to the side and just dive in and have fun and learn in the process and, you know, hopefully work with some great people along the way and, you know, do really, really great work. And so I think that for me really kind of clicked as I was, I would probably say my last season of the game is where that kind of all really clicked for me. Uh, Cause a couple of my co-stars were well, they, they, you know, they had two or three shows that had gone over a hundred episodes. So I just, I really got to learn a lot from them. Yeah, it, it's it's fascinating. I, you're not even forty yet. <laughs> you're not even forty, and you look back and and you can look at your IMDb and you look at your list of credits, and it's 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 impressive. You got to be proud of the body of work that uh, that you've done, but you really got to be excited about what's going on now. I'm glad to hear that you you got to you know spend a little take a little time off and and obviously the circumstances aren't what we want it to be any of us want it to be but uh, it's it's great that you got a little bit of uh, time to relax during that uh, any changes in your thought at all in your pattern uh, you know you said you're watching the game that's what michael jordan uh, me too by the way and that was terrific uh, just absolutely terrific uh, but it, has anything changed in your mind uh, do you have a, 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 either a new set of goals do you have a different way of looking at things since we were forced to take this break man I, you know I, I, I think I'm a person who constantly is a goal setter and reset goals kind of yearly and so I think um, you know some of the things oddly enough I've actually kind of been able to do during <laughs> during quarantine uh, which has been amazing. But I think, um, you know, I definitely have found, I think I've worked on a routine for myself. I wake up in the morning, I kind of do the same thing. I get to, the, you know, I make sure I get a workout in at the same time, uh, make sure I'm reading, I make sure, you know, I'm watching stuff. I feel like I've found a, a, a good routine to kind of keep myself both entertained and, uh, and, and also learning and also just doing nothing at the same time and and uh that's been good i think you know as much as some of us hate routine and the monotony it does kind of help sometimes to just keep us focused especially in times like this when it's so easy to get distracted and kind of get down look i know i know a lot of folks are waiting to talk to you but give us a, a quick rundown on top gun uh you've got to be excited i know there's going to be a lot of hype around this and a lot of attention uh give us a little rundown if you can yeah, yeah, man. Top Gun is amazing. Uh, I got to say, you will uh, never see anything like this in your life in a movie, 100%. Uh, Tom was absolutely amazing. He was a mentor. He was a friend. He was a co-star. He was a filmmaker. I mean, he's everything you want and you expect him to be. Uh, you know, he tells us stories of, you know, the first time he read the script from A Few Good Men uh, with Jack Nicholson, you know, and when he read Rain Man. It's just such an amazing experience to be able to work with somebody like that who's had a 40-year career and something that, you know, I aspire to, especially on the feature side, something that I aspire to. And to have him, uh, you know, really be like mentors for us was really amazing. And then Joe Kaczynski, our director, is absolutely brilliant at how he was able to put this movie together in his head. I will never, ever, ever, ever understand. We're literally in jet flying a thousand miles an hour at times. So I'm not sure how he was able to figure this out. Um, and then our cast, you know, uh, our cast was absolutely amazing. You know, people, whether it's Miles Teller or Glenn Powell or Danny Ramirez, or Bill, uh, I'm sorry, Louis Pullman and, and 
Greg, Charles, and Davis, like they, these are guys that I feel like will be, you know, friends of mine uh, forever. Uh, and I'm super grateful for that. It's a fun movie. It's just a really, really fun movie. And listen, congratulations on that, but all the success that you've had. You've put together a, a, a wonderful career, and it's about to skyrocket. Uh, congratulations on Insecure and the, uh, and the episode that you directed. I can't wait to, to see it, and I know it's uh, the start of something big coming on. Uh, Jay Ellis, do you have a website or a social media site you want to point us to? Uh, sure. My social media, my Twitter and my Instagram are J-A-Y-R-E-L-L-I-S, J-R Ellis. Well, listen, congratulations again, and thank you very much for being here. Thank you, Ron. Thanks for having me, man. Jay Ellis, everyone, has been our very special guest. You can see him in Top Gun Maverick coming up, the long-awaited sequel to that. He plays Payback, and I'll tell you what, he is a terrific, terrific actor. He's getting a lot of work because he's good. He's just very, very good at what he what he does. Check him out in, in the game. Uh, you know, he really hit his stride there, and uh, I'll tell you, he's got some chilling scenes. He's uh, he, he's the real deal. He is a wonderful, wonderful actor. Insecure is terrific. I can't wait to see how he uh, uh, how his episode comes out. I know it's going to be terrific. Um, and, and this Sunday, you can see an episode that he, uh, for the first time, he directs. And, you know, Mrs. America is another thing he's, uh, he, he's had, uh, uh, he, he had some notice. And he didn't correct me on hard medicine, so I, I'm assuming I was right that he produced that. It's a, it's a web series. And it kind of just shows me that he's, he's getting his hands into a lot of different things as an, uh, as an actor, as a, uh, as a, you know, now as a director, as a producer. He's, he's got some ambition uh, you know, he's got a, a good business sense from what I, I've heard about him, just from mutual friends. And uh, But he is terrific. He is a terrific actor. Check him out. Top Gun, the long-awaited sequel. And he plays Payback uh, in, along with uh, Tom Cruise. And it sounds like uh, he, he's got nothing but good things to say about Tom there. Uh, again, the game. Check out the game. It's, uh, it's, it's over now. But it, he played Bryce Blue Westbrook there. And, uh, again... Insecure is his is his uh, is big deal right now, and check that out when you're binging things. Insecure is a good one to watch. Jay Ellis, once again, has been our very special guest, wonderful actor and now director, uh, has been our very special guest. We'll see you next time on Breaking It Down. It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay, Long Island Vibes on 107.1 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. Now here's your host, Frank McKay. I'd like to welcome everyone. To breaking it down, Frank McKay here with a terrific talent, and I, you know you look back at all of the, the things that he's done, and it's just uh, it, it, it is a great body of work, and the quality within that body is terrific. I, for one, I, I love him in Sleeper Cell. I don't know why, but it's so under the radar. If anybody hasn't seen Sleeper Cell, he is absolutely terrific in that, and that goes back a while. Everyone talks about uh, Barbershop about last night. Uh, too fast, too uh, uh, too furious. Uh, all of that, it's it's terrific. But check him out in some of the other things. Flash forward, uh, it was toward the following. Michael Ely is our very special guest, and tomorrow you can see him in The Devil You Know. And I will absolutely be watching it. I will see it. You see it in theaters. Michael, how are you? I'm good, Frank. Thank you for that introduction, man. You picked out some great projects. I appreciate that. Thank you. 
Yeah, well, listen, I appreciate your work. And, and, and I'll tell you, it must be a little frustrating for for actors. You know, you get recognized for, for certain things, but uh, something like Sleeper Cell goes under the radar for some reason. And, and it was short. It was short-lived. It was like 18 episodes. I, I don't know why, but, uh, I, I mean, that was great work. You did terrific work in that, and it, I, I thought it was a terrific show. I appreciate that. Thank you. It's one of my favorite roles by far. Um, I think the timing, you know, this is the one thing you learn after being in this town for, you know, 20 years is timing is, is everything. And, you know, the projects that people remember the most typically, um, you know, it just, it varies from person to person, but, you know, timing is everything. And I think Sleeper Cell, you know, would have perhaps had a bigger impact had it come out you know, perhaps a year or two later, I think it was a little close yeah. to 9-11, and there was probably a bit of a resistance. Um, you know, despite great reviews, despite, you know, award nominations and all of that, um, I think there was just, you know, there was just a different, you know, which is why I think uh, Homeland did so well, because yeah. Homeland Time came out two years after after we were taken off the air, Homeland came on. And the president of Showtime at the time told me that he put on Homeland because he loved Sleeper Cell. Yeah, terrific. I'll, I'll tell you, timing-wise, it, it seems like the devil you know uh, has terrific timing, uh, and it's, uh, it seems so yeah. relevant, and it seems like there's a lot here. If you don't mind, give us a little uh, teaser on it. Give us a little taste of it. So, so The Devil You Know is uh, a project I'm really proud of. I was able to come on board as an executive producer and a star in it, and I was, um, I was thrilled with the opportunity to tell just some good old-fashioned storytelling. Like, there's, there's nobody wearing a cape. There's nobody turning into a dragon or anything like that. It is, it is just good old-fashioned storytelling. It is a compelling family drama, and it's about how particular, one's particular action could tear apart um, you know, could potentially rather tear apart an entire family that, that, you know, and, and, and I hate to say it, but it's relatable in that way, right? Because we all have family members. Sometimes our family members do things that, you know, make us ashamed or, you know, make us, uh, you know, um, you know, want to kind of just go into a corner or make us angry or make people look at us funny. But we have to and still embrace them as family members. And so that is that is at the core of this, what this movie is about. And I'm excited for people to see it. I think there's a lot of um, there's a lot of brotherhood in this movie. There's four brothers and, you know, two parents. And, you know, this is a beautiful family that is torn apart. But to see the brotherhood, especially in lieu of, you know, what, what recently just happened in terms of the Oscars, like, it is beautiful to see, you know, these brothers actually holding on to each other and really embracing each other. That's, that's key. Yeah, it, it, listen, just the, the, the description that you give, but the description that I, I, I read on it just made me want to uh, check it out. The fact that you and Omar are in there, I, I know there's going to be uh, quality. And by the way, the rest of the cast, too, the casting folks did a wonderful yeah. job in, uh, in this. And, uh, you know, just from the trailer, it looks like there's a lot of chemistry there. Did you, did you feel it right away on the set? Yeah, 
Yeah, there was a, a very uh, familial feeling on set. Like we all kind of came together and bonded and everybody was happy to be working with each other. You know, um, Omar and I, happy to finally be doing something together. Um, and, you know, we're both very, really, very proud of the film. And then, um, you know, uh, uh, obviously the opportunity to work with Lynn Terman, you know, who's an icon and a legend in the business, been doing this longer than anybody. Like, you know, to be able to work with him and do a scene with him, like, this is one of the joys about getting to a certain place in your career where you get the opportunity to work with people that you admire. And that is, uh, that is something I never want to take for granted. Yeah, listen, I, your your work, like I said, is just absolutely terrific. I want to congratulate you on, on all of the work that you've done, not just uh, the popular uh, shows and the popular movies. Uh, by the way, you, you mentioned the Oscars, and, you know, I, I, certainly uh, not to dwell on it, but I don't want to just skip over it. If you wanted to make any kind of statement about that, uh, you know, certainly feel free. I just don't want to, I, I don't want to glance over what you just mentioned about the Oscars. I mean, for me, it's, it's, it's um, you know, my friends Will Packer and Shayla Cowan, they produced the Oscars, and I think they did a fantastic job. They, you know, history was made that night. It was, um, in many ways, um, a very beautiful, beautiful show to watch. A lot of... Um, a lot of history was made, and I'm very happy for all of the people that won. Um, I, 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 you know, like everybody, I was hurt more than anything else. I was hurt by what happened. I was also hurt by kind of the salacious um, response. You know, I felt like in a lot of ways we were all like these, we were all the, the, the audience in the Coliseum, and we were just, we were just thriving on the carnage all week. You know what I mean? Instead of focusing on what we really need to focus on, which is, you know, midterm elections, the confirmation of Judge Jackson, and, you know, like things that really matter and will affect our daily lives. We're not focused on those. You know, Ukraine, we're not focused on these things right now because of this um, this kind of, you know, we, we, we enjoy a, a train wreck. We want carnage. And that's, we got to work on that as a society. It's why we're so divided. So, you know, I, I, I am, I am, my comments are pretty simple. We all lost that night um, because we didn't focus on what matters. Amen. A lot of people, I, I think, listening to what you say, say amen. Before I let you go, do you have a website or a social media site you want to give us to uh, follow along with what you're doing? Yeah, I, you, um, on uh, Facebook, I'm um, Michael Ely, and on uh, uh, Instagram, E Michael Ely, and Twitter, Michael Ely. Uh, you can you can get all the details. I'm gonna post the uh, the link to get tickets to go see the film this weekend. I'm really excited for people to see this movie, um, and uh, hopefully, people enjoy it like I did. Michael, congratulations on everything, and thank you very much for being here. We'll be watching The Devil You Know. Thanks, Michael. Thanks, Frank. I appreciate you, man. Michael Ely, everyone. A uh, terrific, terrific actor, 
and uh, you know he's uh, he's really put a, a career together. Uh, Barbershop, uh, everyone points to Barbershop as uh, um, you know a big film from which was you know, without question Too Fast, Too Furious, another blockbuster. The Good Wife, he had a, a long run in. That show, which obviously is very popular, uh, something called Stumptown, uh, that uh, that he had a, a good run on. I haven't seen it. Secrets and Lies, um, about last night, got tremendous reviews off of that. But The Devil You Know with Omar Epps is uh, his latest, and you you know you really have to. Uh, um, you, you have to check him out on film. He's got a, uh, you know, look, he's known for having a great look. You know, he's a very handsome guy or whatever, but there's a lot more to him than that. He was an English major in college, and, uh, you know, you could tell he's a very uh, well-read and thoughtful person. And, you know, even what he uh, what he said there, and, uh, you know, again, he mentioned the Oscars, and, uh, and I know he, he starred in a film with, uh, with Will Smith, at one point, and you know, I just noticed that, and I, I didn't remember uh, exactly. I don't, I don't remember what film it is, but um, it, it you know looks like there's at least one film there. Um, I wouldn't have gone into it, but he, you know, he he touched on it. He mentioned it. And it would be wrong not to bring it up. And uh, you know, look, uh, he's right. We love to we we love to react to uh, the salacious. He, he used the term salacious stuff. You know, all of the. All of the sexy stuff, the the slap and everything else, and you know, listen, everyone, um, you know, gets caught up in that, and it does distract from uh, real news that's uh, that's going on. But it's going to, uh, and and people are going to watch for a reaction from the Academy to see uh, if Will Smith gets punished, uh, and, and also it's uh, you know, I think a lot of people, uh, you know, in the comedic world and entertainment world in general, are rallying around Chris Rock as being, uh, you know, someone who's handled a very difficult situation, very, uh, with, with tremendous class, uh, you know, comedian, you know, uh, many people will tell you a comedian has to be able to say something without having uh, to worry about, you know, getting getting hit after saying it. And um, Frank McKay signing off. Michael Ealy has been our very special guest. The Devil You Know is upon us, and, and that's the film with Omar Epps and Michael um, it looks terrific. We'll be checking it out. And it's in theaters starting tomorrow. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you next time on Breaking It Down. In many ways, Long Island is the story of America. It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. Long Island is definitely the place for you. Now, here's your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone. To breaking it down, Frank McKay here. Our very special guest today is Shelly Stelmack, and she is known as the queen of exquisite style. And she is uh, she is the person that all the celebrities call to get their parties planned, and and all these uh, VIPs have her on speed dial when it comes time to doing <laughs> these parties. She's the CEO of Party and Box, and your party planned events. Uh, Frank McKay here. Much more importantly, Shelly Stelmack is our very special guest. Shelly, how are you? Um, well, thank you, Frank, for having me on today. Uh, listen, thrilled to have you. Uh, l- let me uh, let me ask you for a little history lesson, and let's start from the beginning. Where were you born? Where were you raised? Well, well, I was born in Brooklyn, New York, uh, by uh, by immigrant parents, and have really taught me 
what it means to have a work ethic, to believe in America and in the American dream. And the only way to get that way or to be a success and to succeed is to work as hard as you can. And that's what I do. <laughs> well, listen, that's, that's great. Uh, how, how soon into your life did you start uh, thinking party planning? Did you start thinking uh, celebrity uh, events? Uh, when did that come up? Well, it's a funny thing. I was I was always enjoying making events for friends and family members. And I was always everyone's go-to person for events, never thinking that I can make anything of it. Actually, my father was a very practical man and thought I should be a secretary. And my dream was actually to be an anchor on, uh, on TV for news. And he's, he would say to me, he was the love of my life. He passed away in, during COVID. Um, and he said that, you know, you have to do something practical. I went to school for public uh, administration and law and yet the entire time doing events for everyone I knew and it happened to be that there was a lot of celebrities and that were involved and they kept calling and said can you handle my event and different uh, people also asking me to do events for them and finally I had um, someone very special that that has a catering hall that said to me Shelly I'm not gonna let you in here anymore if you don't make this your own company it's ridiculous that you are not charging people you are so talented you need to do something with it i was very humbled and when other people had said it i didn't believe it when this person had said it to me i had to believe it i i didn't think they were just being nice so I, that's what i did i became an event planner uh, my company ran itself. I never had to advertise word of mouth. Uh, and I was suddenly a um, celebrity event planner. And uh, I'm really honored and privileged for that. They call you the queen of exquisite style. Where does the exquisite style influence come from? And, and how early as a, as a young girl, let's say, uh, did you start noticing uh, these beautiful things or these extraordinary things that people wear or, or surround their house with or their their restaurants with how soon in life did you start thinking about these things i think that's such an intuitive question frank thank you so much for asking really my entire life as a daughter of immigrant parents and i was surrounded by people of privilege so for me i noticed everything right away and felt that to fit in i needed to create my own style, make sure that I was dressed, even if my parents didn't have at the time the finances to get me there, you know, to dress a certain way, to have access to private planes and things like that as my, as my peers did, I needed to feel that I was on the same level. And so I just really worked hard. I. I would make everything a fashion moment and I would make everything almost into a party. And in this way, I was able to, I guess, elevate my situation so that I felt that I was not only fitting in, but people were coming to me and asking me questions. And I was always everybody's go-to person on, what do you wear? What should I do? How should I decorate my home? And it just evolved. And I thought that was just a passion and just something that I was good at as I grew up. I didn't realize until much later in life that this was a career for me. 
And I'm blessed that I had a mentor that said to me, I'm not going to let you win this this hall anymore unless you unless you make it a real job. You're too good for this, Shelley. And I'm grateful for that because I never would have taken it seriously from anyone else. If you're just joining us a little late or turning on your radios a little late, Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Shelley Stelmack is our very special guest. They call her the queen of exquisite style, and you've seen her on, on, on TV, all over network TV and cable and radio and so forth, but she is, uh, she is wonderful at what she does. It's always great to talk to someone who does what they do very, very well. Shelly Stelmack is our very special guest. Um, Shelly, when, uh, when you start looking around as a child and you start noticing these things and, and you have friends around you, and you know you mentioned you're you're around people of means. Uh, where where exactly were you running into these uh, folks? It sounds like your your folks that your parents were kind of uh, middle class folks. They were working class. I would say absolutely working class, very humble people that worked uh, around the clock as I do. <laughs> That's right. what I learned to do. Um, yeah, and I would say these were classmates. I would say that this is how I, they always tried to put me in the best schools and the best situations. Uh, they worked that much so that they could afford to put me into the you know the best schools that they could afford. And that's what I did. And uh, from that, I knew I had to make something from nothing. And I had to, I just had to work hard, no matter what it was, whatever direction. And I think uh, if my father was alive today, um, he would probably say, and I just get emotional about it because sure. he was the love of my life. I would, he would say, Shelly would be a success at anything she does. And that is true because I learned their work ethic, which is to just I work incredibly hard and I think it's really important for women out there for people out there to understand that you know it's just a dream unless you do something about it unless you work so hard all the time and you have to give up a lot of things I have zero social life all I do is work and I think it's important for people to know that these things aren't handed to you you make your opportunities you go after your opportunities if you know things are knocking on your door don't you don't leave it you you seize the moment you go after it and you work as hard as you can until you get there and that's what I do Shelly, are there are there simple things people can do to a a small party to make it more exquisite, as you put it, or uh, um, more more elaborate without spending a lot of money? Absolutely, not everybody has a huge budget as my clients or celebrities might have. And that's where I came from. Now, those are my roots, right? So I always try and give simple and sophisticated tips. Simple meaning easy to do, sophisticated meaning it elevates the situation. So simple things that you can do, make sure when you are doing an event at home or anywhere else, make sure you have a backdrop so that things can be taken and photographed and videotaped for social media. You want to make sure that the space around you is like open. So not everybody's standing in a line, you have food spread out in an area. Also very, it just makes it more comfortable. 
also things that you can do is again my eye for detail so if you're going to have hand sanitizer around you know for your event make sure you know you could put a cute little label on it make sure everything is cohesive you want those little details the color theme to be consistent throughout whatever you're doing we have shelly stelmack here for for another minute or two uh uh she's the queen of exquisite style frank mckay here much more importantly shelly stelmack yes. uh shelly let me uh let me ask you before we let you go uh how do people reach you how do people get do you have a social media site a website where people could follow along and also um you know in in a minute or so uh, uh tell us anything else we should know about you and your company Okay, so first of all, I found Party in Box, which is spelled party, the letter N, box.com, and you could always order a Party in Box for yourself. It's an uh, unboxing a gift experience that everybody will enjoy, so I highly recommend it. It's a gift experience. You could also find me on Instagram at Shelly, S-H-E-L-L-I underscore Stelmac, S-T-E-L-M-A-K. And feel free to ask any questions. It doesn't matter if it's home decor, cleaning out your closets, how to do an event, what to wear to an event, anything. I'm so honored to help everyone. It's my joy in life. I really am passionate about what I do and and the things that um, make me happy, which is fashion always and decor, decor and decorating. Well, as far as anything else uh, about me, I would just say I think you should definitely check out Party in Box. It's really exciting. I did it to help clients during COVID, and it became a life its, its own, and it's now uh, – not only for celebrities, which it originally started out for, to help them out, but now it is available for everyone as a gift experience, and I think uh, everybody will enjoy it. Well, Shelly Stelmack, uh, congratulations on all your success, and thank you very much for being here. Frank McKay here, signing off. Shelly Stelmack has been our very special guest. She's the queen of exquisite style, and she's the CEO of Party in Box, and your party planned events. Uh, Frank McKay here signing off. Shelly Stelmack has been our very special guest, and we'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.